This is also from Alexander Ortiz, who is a huge fan of the future, and Brian as well. So, uh, as a creative, do you think it's more valuable being a jack of all trades or consistently good at, at one specialty? Brian, uh, we'll let you take this one first. I, I think this is a false question. I, I think it's neither or. I, I think what you need to do is kind of put your head down, find out what you like to do the most, learn pretty early on if you're any good at it, determine what you like doing and what you're good at can make you money. And if you do those things, you just keep on doing that. And then in order to grow and expand, then you, you have to add other kinds of abilities. At some point, you have to learn how to read a balance sheet. At some point, you have to learn how to sell your work. At some point, you have to learn how to lead a team of people. Is that becoming a jack of all trades? Or is that just expanding what you know so you can c continue to do what you like to do? Right. And I had to do all these other things because I wanted to continue to do what I do. Um, and so I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm good at a number of things, I think. I started out as a solo practitioner. I got bored by that. I wanted to add two more people. I added three more people. By the time I sold my company to my partner when I was 28, we were about 20 or so people. And you, you learn a lot in that process. So I, I don't consider myself a jack of all trades, but I had to expand my skill set in order to do in order to do the kind of work I wanted to do. But if that wasn't a false question, Brian, and you had to pick one or the other, especially for someone starting out, what would you advise to them? Become really, really, really good at one thing that you love doing and put your head down and become unignorable at that one thing. Do you agree? I do agree. I think people who ask that question underestimate how hard it is to be good. They think you can put in a year's worth of study, a year's worth of practice, and be really good. And it's difficult to be good. Forget about being great. It's just it's hard to be good. My general advice for people is that early on in your career, and you can take any route you want, but you probably accelerate much faster if you find focus to get rid of a lot of other stuff. I'm not even just talking about in the field of design, but the things that pull away your time from your, your craft, and you need to get good at your craft. As you age and you mature and you move up in management positions and leadership roles, if you wind up running a company, you're going to want to develop new sets of skills because it's required of you now. And at this point in time, you're going to slowly morph and shift into a generalist because you need to learn business principles. You need to learn marketing. You have to learn strategy, client services, all that stuff you have to learn. And so this is where you build up on a foundation where you're skillful and you know your craft and then you add to that on this really strong foundation. The thing that I admire a lot about Brian is he's at a very high level management position, but he can get down into the weeds if he needs to and talk about the work and do the work in ways that only someone who's practiced their craft can. The desire to become great is such a dangerous trap to fall into. When you're young, ambition is an important thing because it'll give you some measure. And you're usually benchmarking a famous designer, a famous artist, somebody who's seen before, oh, I want to be like him. And that's okay, then you're ambitious. At some point you have to change your the desire for an ambition into a vision for something that puts you over the horizon for something you can't see, something you see around the corner. Because you're stuck on an ambition, you'll, you'll meet that ambition and you go, what do I do now? I could not agree more with Chris. You've gotta find the something that you really love to do. Something that pays you and become very, very good at that. Put your head down and do it every day. I've grown up with so many people who um, 
they have cleaning companies uh, or they have a small shop. I grew up with the Bellinos, and the Bellinos had a donut, had like two donut shops. And Mr. Bellino would get up at 4 o'clock in the morning and start making the donuts every morning at 5 o'clock. It was time to make donuts. Every morning, Mr. Bellino did that. He had two coffee shops. He put his kids through college. He made the best donuts. He didn't worry about doing great donuts, but he became famous in our hometown. And he it became a crucial part of the community. And, uh, his, and as children, run, I, I, think, I think they now run it. They're the best donuts in town, and he took great pride in his work. He didn't want to become Ray Kroc. He wanted to run and make really good donuts. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he became an indelible part of the, of the community. Do you want to have a goal for yourself? Sure. But you learn your craft by going in and doing it not just week after week or month after month, but like year after year after year after year. And that the only way you get mastery is by putting your head down and doing it for a decade or more. And you have to play a long game. There's, there's something I really admire about Japanese culture in that it doesn't really matter what your station in life is. It's for, for them, there's nobility in doing humble things well. Yeah, yeah. And I love that. Like if you're making French fries, just do the best job you can and, and master that, that craft. And, and like I said before, I, I, I think people today, because we're so used to instant feedback, instant fame, fast fashion, fast food, that we think to achieve some level of mastery and skill, it's it's an easy thing. And how do I know this? Because all you have to do is look at all the marketing that comes from companies that target young men especially, how to get results really fast without work, without without effort, without money, without skill or talent. Or discipline. Or discipline. It's incredible. And they fall for it. And so hopefully somebody's going to listen to this and say, okay, you know what? It doesn't really matter what you do. Just get good at that thing. And it's going to take a long time for you to get good. But once you acquire those skills, go ahead and start thinking about adding other things and it's okay to then be more broad with your interests. And I think that's what makes you a more interesting person. You can become famous very quickly. I've talked about this before. Is young people conflate fame with mastery. And it's a very dangerous thing. Fame is a spotlight. Mastery is the sun. And the sun rises and sets and rises and sets. A light goes on and off. And I implore anyone who's listening, who's particularly young, as you put your head down, mastery takes a while. There are a lot of people who are very, very famous who are not very good. And there are people who are masters who are not famous. I would sooner be a master and be proud of the work that I do than be famous. But the thing about it is it turns out if you put your head down, you become a master, a strange thing happens is people start to navigate to you because they know this guy or this woman is, or whoever they might be, they're really good at doing this thing. You should call them. And what ends up happening is you, people start to find out that you're really good at something. And then when you open your mouth after doing something for 10, 8, 9, 10, 12, God knows, 20 years, when you open your mouth, you speak with a dazzling sense of authenticity and mastery and in, in a way that no one else can touch. And, and that comes through every pore, every word, because you've learned how to do something really well. And then if you become excellent at it, what ends up happening is people start binding their way to you.